Welcome to the show. <laughs> Are you lighting dumpsters on fire? Plus, that was bad. The whole plane smells like weed. Those were the days. It's a joke, you idiot. He's like, oh, it was great. We used to live in the subway tunnels. Good old innocent fun. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Troublemakers, the podcast where every week we have a guest on and have them tell crazy stories from their lives. I'm your host, Dylan Krasinski, with you as always on a beautiful day in Brooklyn. With me to my left and your right is my co-host, the vivacious, unscathable, and always hilarious, Mike T. Kerrigan. All right. Thank you so much. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever it's called. Nailed it, baby. Everything. Everything. We're all over the map. We're on it all. We're all over the map, all over the world. Without further ado, we're going to introduce here. Yeah, we're going to jump in. We're just having a little banter, you know, a little banter to start the pod between me and me and my co-host. People like it, you know. I think people like that. I think people enjoy it. All right, we'll find out in the comments. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, let's get into it. Our guest today, I mean, the first, the first return, returning guest, Pittsburgh native, our good friend, and... Uh, Notarized baby killer, Ray Zawadney. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you, heard, you heard about those abortions? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Is this where we're starting? Dude, he's funding a lot of abortions. Wow. Wow. Way to start this off controversial. <laughs> well, this, this has to be a quick one because my legs are... I feel like I'm in the back of a fucking roller coaster over here. <laughs> <laughs> I got my thigh into Kerrigan. This is... We're getting, hey, don't we're worry getting, about me. I'm good. Okay, good. He's a tiny guy. He, yeah. he works perfectly in this uh, setup. Yeah, I'm full spread over here. Dude, how do you feel about... Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you are full spread. That camera is shooting directly up your shorts. Oh, nice, dude. I like, dude, I like how you told me you had an incident on your podcast wearing shorts, and now you just haven't learned, and you just wore shorts again. Well, no, those those were gym shorts with uh, no draws. Oh, wow. Did you hear this? That's, no, but gym gym shorts without no draws. My move is, when I'm, like, doing my neighborhood, is I just wear a bathing suit because it's a two-in-one. You rock, you rock. Uh, dude, you should see. I look like a castaway when I'm rolling in my neighborhood. I got a, I, no, I look like I just fell off a ship because I'll be wearing bathing suit with like a ragtag dress shirt all the way open. Like some days I realize, like I see people like looking and talking. I'm like, what are they talking? Then I'll look down I'm like, oh, dude, you look crazy. What, did you, what do you think? You retired to Miami? Yeah, because I don't know no, anyone in the neighborhood. So I just don't care. I read somewhere where you should leave your house every day dressed to meet the love of your life. And that's what I try to do. Oh, I, I could see that. This kid lives in this whole romantic fantasy world. Oh, I'm always ready for a meet cute. He's just always ready a to what? A meet cute. Oh, dude, I'm gonna flip out. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Meet cute. A meet cute. You don't know what a meet cute is? No. I know Ray knows what a meet cute is. Do you? Yeah, I know what a meet cute is. What do you? Got? Is this a course? That you guys it's, do? No, dude. It's like when uh, when <laughs> no, it's when two people like in a movie or in fiction and a book when they meet in a very cute way. Like, uh, you know, I go to a coffee shop and a woman bumps into me and spills both of our coffees on each other, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh my god, we get like angry at first, but then we lock eyes and we fall in love immediately. Oh man, that's a meet cute. Okay. How many times has that happened for you, wearing your Hawaiian shirts out in public? Every single day, dude. Yeah, it does. Every day. I walk by someone on the street, and I'm like, nice dog, meet cute. I walk by someone, and I'm like, uh, actually, there's more cans in that garbage can, meet cute. Oh, really? Or, or you're just <laughs> hammer drunk making out in public outside of peculiar pub. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> Looks like you just got off That's your Trader Joe's shift. <laughs> That's a, I, I, lo I love making out in the streets. Love it. Do you? Yeah, I really do. You know, you know what I had the other day? I was I was kissing a lady on the street, and it's like late at night in Astoria, so it's pretty dead on a weekday. And this guy walks past, and he goes, "Get a room." And I thought it was like him being playful, you know? I was like, okay. "Oh, ha ha ha." He says, "No, seriously, there's like a place for that, or this is not the place for that." Hey, I'm sorry, nerd. Why don't you shut up? He was the only other person out on the was street. He, was he crazy? No, he was just a dork, dude. What, he looked really? like he worked at GameStop. Was it Mike? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, dude, I wouldn't say that. No, I don't he care. likes people kissing. I love people kissing in the streets. I don't care. Mike likes love. Yeah, of course I do. I just, you know, I'm not as into it as you with these. Uh, what was that show you were watching the other day? Oh, New Girl? Dude, I hate that Ugh, show. To that the show core. sucks. Listen, I'm not going to do back to back episodes of New Girl Slander. It's a great show. Okay. That's like Big Bang Theory for gay dudes. No, yeah, it's everyone great is gay, show, even dude. the guys that aren't gay, which is like, that is. White woman fantasy. Everyone is gay, right? <laughs> Isn't that their fantasy? 
Maybe. Look what they've done to dogs. I always say this. If you want to know what white women want to do to men, it's what they want to do to dogs. Like, I have a real dog. He looks like a wolf. He can protect himself. Sure. He can hunt. They want you in their purse. They can control you. They got you on Xanax. Their dogs go to therapy. I mean, have you ever heard of something like that? No, I dogs haven't. Going, dogs are on Xanax and going to therapy now. How, how, do, how does dog therapy work? I don't know. I think it's just a pool. You just throw them in. But, oh, okay. You know, it's physical therapy. I think you just sit there and give them treat stuff for an hour and then... I, I, th- I thought about, like, another dog in a sweater vest and glasses. Kind that of would be... You know what, dude? Honestly, just if, we, talking to dude, that if dog. we started that dead and we were dead serious about it, we would be flooded with customers. Oh, oh my get, God. Raise yeah. some glasses, like a certificate of some bullshit, and just, you know, scam all these white broads. Get, like, a big fat bulldog. He's the, uh, he's the map, you know, he's the counselor or whatever. Just don't let him in. You're like, sorry, we can't go in because uh, Professor Pugs really uh, <laughs> likes his privacy. He can't, you know, Dude, can't be, be disturbed. I could be a dog therapist. No training, no schooling. Dude, no laws. What you should do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be a, yeah, I was thinking about getting the dog, but I could just be like, no, we're, you know, we're doing like a mental thing. Yeah, yeah you have a face that's like you communicate with dogs. If you sold it well enough, I would be like, yeah, I mean, I feel like that makes sense. I could see you being good with animals. No, I'm pretty good. Pretty good yeah. with dogs. Well, because yeah. you're not great with humans, so I assume it's got to be something. That... Well, I can get in fights with animals, too, because, like, the eye contact thing. You know, sometimes what? a dog will be looking at you the wrong way, and you'll just be like, dude, what are you looking at? And then the dogs, they go psycho if you look at them long enough. You're so primal, dude. I love it. A little bit. I'm not that primal. Kerrigan's like, always in his lizard brain. I'm not like, I don't know what that is, but. Um, lizard brain? Yeah. Dude, I love this. This is real educational for us. We're, you're learning every day. Meet cute lizard brain. Lizard brain is it goes back to your like your 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 animal instincts, like the like when you take away all societal uh, like learned behavior, it's how we you know act as animals. It's that like lizard brain. You know what I think would happen if we did that? What is people wouldn't be nearly as primal as they think. Like they'd be like, oh, we'd be fighting. You're not going to fight in the no, wild. No, you're just trying to survive. Yeah, exactly. I like that you said you're not that primal right after you were like, sometimes I'll just stare into the dog's eyes and we start fighting. Yeah. They start growling at you. You know, some, do- some dogs don't get along with Just you. stranger dogs on the street. Yeah, there's some, some weird dogs out there. Have you ever gone to therapy, Mike? Uh, I was in like a little bit of court-ordered stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, okay. Which is the worst therapy you can go to. Because like the first question they ask is they go, so tell me why you're here. You're like, you know why I'm here. You have the paperwork. <laughs> if I don't come here, I go to, I go to jail. You know why I'm here. You got all the records. Why did you have to go? What it was did like you do? some sort of like got in trouble three t- under probation. You know what I mean? So okay. they're like, you got to go to this course. And, you know, there was these like state ran. Was it, was it a, uh, was it solo? Was it one-on-one or was it yeah. in a group setting? Yeah. I, uh, well, I remember one of them, they were like, well, if you don't want to say anything, we can just sit here for the whole hour. And that's like a, bl- a, a bluff technique. And we just, I did it the whole hour. Oh, you and you pulled a Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Is that what they <laughs> did? Yeah. Yeah. Classic yeah, I just, Matt Damon. I just, and I think after that one, that was, the, she was like, I can't work with you. It's anymore. just a standoff from two guys from the neighborhood. They're going to figure it out. I forgot about that part. Yeah. I remember when he cried, when he broke him down. Oh, it's not your fault. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that gets me every time. Yeah, that was, that was good. I did, I did a, a court ordered like group therapy, and it was after an underage drinking in high school, and it was with like all my friends. Oh, your friends were in it? Yeah, it was like me and like five of my friends had to do like this group session with this guy, Mr. Booth, and he was super intense, like big muscular black dude. And I remember the one day he was like, he was like, you got to drink one. He was like, enjoy the second and then refuse the third. You can't be getting all pissy drunk. Y'all know what pissy drunk is? And we're all kind of like, yeah, I think we can guess what pissy drunk is. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's when you get so drunk that you piss yourselves. We're like, yeah, man, that's what we all thought. Oh, that's funny. That's funny that he wasn't telling you to just straight up stop drinking. He was trying to coach you into how to drink responsibly. This is classic. I totally understand now. A, a couple months ago, Ray goes to me, I think I'm going to take a, a little, you know, break from drinking. <laughs> and he's like, and then like literally three days later, he's like, okay, so I decided what I'm going to do. Every time when I go out drinking, I'm just going to say, I'm going to only have two tonight. The next day, he was like, guess what, Dylan? I only had two last night. Fast forward a week later, sloshed. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I do not like when people use my previous words against my current <laughs> self. <laughs> do not do that. When did you be, When did you start drinking? 13. 12. Oh, that's pretty much. Yeah, really? Same, same yeah. exact age as me. Oh, shit. And then when, at what point were you like a hard, I actually don't know how hardcore you drank. Was there? I'm when, sorry. When, when I, was are the, you asking at what point have you met Ray? 
Yeah, but I never see him out of control. I've been good lately. Yeah, like I've, I never see Ray and he's getting like thrown out of the grizzly pear into like one of those. That's true. You know? Me neither. But uh, you so keep when, it composed. When did you get to the point where you're like a heavy drinker? Thirteen. Yeah, like like we started we started drinking like every weekend. Like I like I would get so drunk we'd be walking on the train tracks and shit. Just real dangerous grub stuff. Wow, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, Turtle Creek. It was a little town outside of Pittsburgh. So we'd go we'd go drink at the falls. We'd get real drunk. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I started same time as you, same deal probably. But I didn't get I didn't think I had a problem till junior it was either sophomore year into junior year of high school or I think that was it. Tenth grade going into eleventh. That summer I blacked out one night. And not for the whole night. It was like the end of the night, the walk home or something, but it never happened. I was so hungover. And I was like, well, hope that'll never happen again. And it happens like, <laughs> you know, just gradually. Like a lot. Like it started happening oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I still oh, yeah. this day, I black out about 60% of the time. I yeah, drink. I was at. Really? Then it was yeah. like, it, it creeped up to, to the point where it wasn't even fun anymore. It was like 90%. And you're like, dude, what the? Like I'm some nights you're like, not even. I was like, I'm not even going to go hard that hard tonight. And I think my body was like breaking. I think it was like my second or third underage drinking I got. I remember I had to meet with a counselor and they go, how many times have you blacked out? And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, how do we lowball this? Because it's every fucking weekend. And then I go, uh, I don't know, like 20. And they were like, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. I was like, what? That's a lot. I was like, I was, I was lowballing you hard. Oh, dude. No. I, all my buddies were also like, we were in different, when I lived in California, we were all different ages and different levels of alcoholic. Yeah. I would say me and it was me and Jake were definitely the the crazy house. Like our apartment was the one where everyone wanted to come because they're like, "Yeah, we can just trash these Shocking. guys have nothing." Shocking. And um, what was it? This is how we knew we had a problem. Like one of my buddies, he his technique was one real beer, one O'Doul's. He had it down. He goes, "This is gonna slow me down." And then we'd see him in the corner. He'd have his real beer, and then when it came to the O'Doul's, he just guzzle it down. <laughs> so like by the end of the week, he goes, "Now I'm just drinking." My same amount and a 12-pack of O'Doul's on top, you know? <laughs> yeah, now he's just packing on mass and still getting on just mass, as fucked dude. up. Yo, are you there a lot of calories in O'Doul's? I'd say there's probably almost as much as a beer. Oh, yeah, what's the that's point? horrible. What is the point? Yeah. yeah. What is the point, you know? Just have a carbonated seltzer water. Yeah, once you're trying to find little tricks like that, I notice myself, you're like, oh, I know how to avoid You're going to just... For me, I, it's I gonna didn't It's going to all fall apart. Have yeah. you woken up anywhere weird blacked out? Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Not like, they, I didn't, I'm glad I don't drink when I was here. You know, this city's wild. Cause I, and I'm wild. Yeah. Like that, I, that's why you haven't seen me that crazy. Yeah. Because I'm a little fearful of, of blackout ray in this running yeah, around Yeah, because like where I'm from in the suburbs, or, uh, you could, like I passed out in bushes. And I don't even know if I passed out or someone threw me in the bush because like my shoe was gone. <laughs> and like I woke up, someone's going to work. Because it was, the position wasn't like I crawled in there. I was yeah. like, oh my back, it was like hard to get out. I'm like, dude, how would I ever have gotten so probably someone threw me in there sounds like that yeah i used to know this kid's older brother super cool guy but every single night he would get into some sort of blacked out stupor in his buddies this was every night they would open the door to the car and kick him out on this front lawn he had like a big front lawn and it would just be this kid like crawling and like some family members would usually find him like <laughs> you know like and i was like but it was like every every night every weekend i i like uh, you were saying like when did i think that i had like a like a heavy drinking problem I, th- I want to say I was like 26, 27, oh, and wow. I woke up at my ex-girlfriend's house who was at this Memorial Day party with me. So I was like, oh, maybe we just went back, oh, boy. right? And she calls me because she had to go to work. And she's like, she's like we're, we're going to have to talk about what happened last night. I get a call from my neighbor and that says, hey, there's some guy sleeping on your stoop. Yo. I got <laughs> hammered, left the party, went up, slept on her stoop. She dragged me into the house, and she was like ninety-eight pounds. She was like maybe like a hundred pounds, and I'm weigh a little more than that. Yeah, you weigh a hundred. You weigh hundred and five. But but like I was ninety-eight. I'm hundred and five. You know, yeah, there's a weight difference. I mean, yes, it's her pulling her own body weight. That's tough. Yeah. But she was like, like I went from immediately uh, thinking, oh, maybe, I, maybe I got a little action from the ex last night to. Yeah, my whole neighborhood saw you sleeping on my steps on Memorial Day. Dude, that, that happened. Uh, that happened in my ma- neighborhood. My mom, uh, our neighbor, her like boyfriend got wicked drunk one night and was like out in the street, like with his shirt off, like screaming. And the 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 
neighbor's mom, who's kind of older, went out to try to calm her, calm him down or whatever. And then like my mom found him passed out on our front lawn like the next morning. Oh, on your lawn? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. That's tough. Did she have to wake him up? Uh, yeah, yeah. She woke him up and oh, he was just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," and just like walked home. <laughs> you know, listen. Well, at least she was cool and didn't like call the call the call the post. No, no, my mom would. No, I'll wake up. That's okay. Go we, on home. Do you want a water? We we went out boozing um, like years after college at one of my good buddies' house, um, like a bar down the street. And then he goes, why don't we just go crash at my parents' house instead of anybody driving anywhere? They live right around the corner. I haven't seen his parents in like 10 years, you know? So we go in there, and somehow these two dudes I'm with forget about me, and they leave. They like got a lift somewhere else. And I wake up the next morning to Jerk my buddy enough. Tommy's parents waking me up on their couch like, Ray? Ray's a Wadney? What are you doing here? Is the kid there that lives there? Gone. He lived. Oh, He bro. didn't even live there. He, li- he lived like in the city. This is at his parents' house in the suburbs. We, The three of us went back there and he bounced or they both bounced on us because they forgot I was there. We were all so drunk. And I wake up hungover. And instead of like being nice, I'm like, Yo, leave me alone. Cause I'm think I didn't think they bailed on me. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. I was like, I'm good, I'm good. They were like, where's Tom? Somebody's shoes are outside. Oh my Mitch left God. his my buddy Mitch left his shoes outside and they just like come downstairs to this dude they haven't seen in ten years, just my fucking fat drunk ass, my butt cracks probably hanging out on their couch, and I'm not being nice. Oh the the amount if <laughs> if I was a dad in that situation in my house. The amount of rage that would be going. Luckily, they knew you, but like in my own house, this guy's is basically like, "Yo, f off, come back later." The fact that your friend left his shoes lets me know, like, this was a drunk crew. Oh, it like was, he leaves his oh. shoes and gets in the Uber. Where's Where's he going? It was no a shit show. show. They went to a girl's house down the street because they wanted to keep partying. I think oh, they even okay. like went in her window. She was like, "Yo, I'm sleeping," <laughs> and and I'm just there. Past, I must have went to sleep right away. Yeah. You know, right on the couch. And oh, then dude, that's a nightmare. Oh, dude, I was so embarrassed because his like after after like the initial hangover wore off. I was like, yo, please, like, can I oh. apologize? Can I send them a note? Can I send them a card? And I heard them frantically. They didn't know what happened because they just oh, see shoes there. God. They keep calling Tommy and he must not be answering. They're like, Tom, raise a Wadney's on our couch. He doesn't seem like he's feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has the flu. <laughs> Oh, that's Dude, we used to do that. I remember uh, when I worked at the beach in high school, um, I was friends with this kid who lived right around the corner from the beach and had this beautiful mansion, like gorgeous house, gorgeous house. And we always used to party there. And dude, nothing was worse than partying at a house like that's like empty. Like his par- his parents lived in the city and then they had the summer house. And then waking up to his parents, like, being in the house at, like, 6 a.m. And I'm, like, 19 years old, super hungover. Dude, that was, I remember one time we were partying there. We got so drunk, we were doing cigarette burns on each other's arms. Dude, stupid. I have the scar still, Jesus. like, on my arm. What were, and, you, in, what were you in, Fight Club? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> First rule, don't talk about it. I broke it. Uh, but I remember, dude, waking up, and I was, like, that was my first, I think, time where I woke up with, like, panic regret. Where, like, I rolled over on my arm, and I was, like, I just had intense pain in my arm. And I look, and I had these four bubbles on my arm from, like, cigarette burns. And we did it to each other. And it was, like, we were loving it the night before. And then that was, I had to try to hide it from my parents, through the, like, wearing long sleeve shirts in July. Was that a regular thing, or was that, like, a one-time It was a one-time thing. Okay. One-time thing. But, yeah, we used to do that all the time. The, dan- the dangerous thing we used to do is we used to headbutt a lot. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'll take my Dude, cigarette burns crazy. over CTE. Thank you. Yeah, I think I have it. Yes, yeah, so you might. We didn't. Uh, we didn't do the cigarette burn thing, but we would headbutt sometimes. I don't know which one. I probably. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep repeating so, it. So disgraceful. <laughs> Hold on. What would you do instead of burns? <laughs> we would headbutt. <laughs> I was trying to do a bit that yeah. I that I. Nah, it doesn't matter. That's no, funny. keep going, baby. That it went over funny. your head. You know, Mike's very short. A lot goes over his head. Oh, good one. Jesus. But um, bump. Ching. Listen, dude. We're having a good time, and then you got to attack people. Yeah, gotta, all right, dude. I'm, I'm all about building people up here on this podcast. That's not true. You I just, love to build people up. You just attacked him. This is in court. You can't lie to us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would never lie. Dude, one time, actually, one time when I was working at the DA's office, we prosecuted a case where this kid, uh, it was a breaking and entering. That's what it came in as, like a B&E in the nighttime. Serious case, right? Yeah. In Massachusetts. And... Uh, 
you read the facts though, what happened? This kid just got wicked drunk and like opened the back door of this guy's house, thought it was his house and was like eating food out of his refrigerator. And then the the guy was like an old guy, like almost shot him. And he was like, he was like, get the fuck out of my house. Called the cops. Guy got arrested. I'm reading the police report. I was prosecuting in the same town that I was living at this time. Reading the police report. It happened two houses down from where I live. Oh, wow. <laughs> Could have been my apartment that that kid walked in. And I was like, that is wild. It's crazy. That's such a good, you got to get that guy on the podcast. Oh, That's yeah, a great dude. story. It was actually Kerrigan when he lived there. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy moly. No, I'm trying to think of, um, this wasn't a blackout story, but this is like, you're talking about rich people? Yeah. So the, we had a, there's a part of my town that's like out, out in the woods and like football players from the Patriots and stuff would kind of live out in that area. And this party got broken up and we were in a, I remember we were in this girl's basement and she had an indoor basketball court. Right, yeah, which I'd never seen. And anyway, we have that's to leave. Rich, baby, I'm with my buddy. I'm not blacked out or anything close to it. I'm just drinking. I'm in like a good state of mind. Yeah. And I remember the cops rolled into the driveway, and I had a decision. I had a cigarette and a beer can in my hand. They could see me, and I made the decision. I just threw the cigarette, and I rolled up with the beer. And I think it was the right move because we knew the cop. And he comes up to us, and my buddy's uh, at the time was the drug dealer for the town. He had a quarter pound of uh, weed in his front pocket. So it's like sticking out like this and he's on mad ecstasy. So he's <laughs> just smiling. He's like laughing. Like the cop comes up and he's like, hey, Mike, you drinking tonight? I was like, yeah, just a couple. He's like, all right, man, whatever. Toss it. Just toss it. He goes, hey, to the other kid, he goes, hey, man, you got anything on you tonight? Don't lie to me. And he puts, he puts his hand on the thing and you just hear the back. He goes, no, sir. And you just hear it like crinkle. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we're done. Then my buddy pulls up, who's our ride. And he has that cop's niece in the front seat oh on, on a lap God. and like 10 other people in an Explorer. Jesus. And we, dude, this is classic white privilege or suburban privilege. He's like, all right, have a good night. And we just jump into this car. The guy's <laughs> drinking who's driving, has a beer in the thing. We're like, dude, this is great. Oh, God. I, that would, when we cut that as a clip, I can't wait for all the white privilege comments that are going to come through. You know what? I would say it's more not white because it didn't matter. There was other people who weren't white there. It was yeah. suburban privilege. That's what it is. It's it's the suburb privilege. Yeah, that's what it is, for that's sure. That's hard suburban privilege. Which I, I'm a big fan of. I think that inner city people should be, they should go and, like, experience it. Like, this is why you pay, you pay a lot of money so that you can... Do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, that'll, that'll be an easy experiment. It'll be very cheap to do. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just why don't you just bust a bunch of kids from the city and have them live in the suburbs? You should get on You should get on the horn, dude. Run for office and that be your platform. Hey, guys, you want to live in the suburbs? You know, just make some more money and move to the suburbs. <laughs> that's actually what our current politicians are doing <laughs> now. Pick yourself up from your bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, that's, or, that's getting real close to pick yourself up from It could be one of those, those flips where we, we take the inner city people, we put them into the suburban homes, and then we take that rich fill and we throw them in a project in the city, and yeah. they get to see how the other, others live. It's oh, like yeah. Wife Swap. Kids Remember swap, that show? Yeah. <laughs> wife Swap? Yeah. What a crazy concept that was. <laughs> Holy shit. That was great. Did you, did you ever watch that on TLC? It was like uh, they would find two families who were completely opposite and they would switch the moms. And like, so I remember one time I watched, it was like this black woman from like, like Atlanta went and switched with like this white woman in like Texas or like South Carolina. And it was like, one was very religious. One was like very uh, like progressive. And it was the one where the kid was like the, the black mom comes in, she starts throwing all the junk food away, and this fat little kid is like, you ain't throwing away my bacon. Oh, I yeah. need my bacon. Bacon is good for me. <laughs> bacon is good for me. Wait, are these guys fucking these wives? That's what my question always was. I've, I watched, don't a think couple, so. I've watched a couple parody films about Chappelle that. Chappelle show, right? Where they fall in love? No, Pornhub. They have like oh, the oh, wife swap porn parodies. Parody I, I like thinking. those, dude. I was going comedic. That's one of my favorites. Oh, that's no, that's Porn, a, that, uh, Mike. Pornhub is a website where dude, they I show know what pornography. It is. Oh, I know okay. what it is. You're not a big porn guy. No, I I watch. Obviously, I've seen porn. I, I don't normally watch any porn. I try never to watch it. And nowadays, like even if you dip a toe in those side videos, they scare you because they're always trying to get you to progressively. And you look down by the end, it'll be like an octopus. You're like, whoa, what the yeah. hell is going on? Here? Oh, I'm all in, baby. Oh, this kid's into the yeah animation stuff. No, no, not the animation stuff. But uh, you know, I'll get weird. Yeah, I try. I try to avoid it. I don't. I don't feel. I feel not good after watching it. That's called shame, and it's healthy. <laughs> yeah, my my old buddy, the guy we talked about on the show, Jake, he was dead against porn. It was all imagination with him, but he was also a guy who I can't would, imagine what he's imagining, bro. When we would go to the movies, he would always look at us and go, "You guys are 
fucking idiots. You're going to pay $10? He's like, I got them all up here. He's like, we're like, dude, you make your own movies? He's like, of course I do. And he just said he would imagine his own. I think it's because he didn't have money. He's like lying because we're like, there's no way you're imagining. That's like when my dad used to try to convince himself that he liked the off-brand cola better than Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. Not because he couldn't afford it. He was like, it actually just tastes better, dude. I think, you know, you're just paying for the brand with Coke. Yeah, I grew up on off-brand. Uh, we didn't get a soda all the time, but so I didn't care. I was just so, you know, when you want it that bad. Oh, yeah. like, like It doesn't got as much fizz. No, Dr. Thunder, and it goes flat instantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You I could go a, for a diet now, Coke is, right now. This is a I white trash. So good. This oh, is a white nice. trash super sale. I don't know if you even had them. You might have might know them. The three liter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. The three liter is the king of trash. No, I know. Dude, that thing comes pretty flat. The root beer ones. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen them. The big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they they had the uh, sustainability of like a forty. Oh, it was you, dude. You pour one glass and then the rest of it is just scotch. It's like how much extra would it cost you to put a couple more bubbles in? <laughs> but the, it was like fifty cents for a three liter. It was so cheap. <laughs> the one thing my parents would never let me have that I wanted as a kid. I don't know if you guys know even know what they are. Is they were called I think. Depends on where you are geographically. Teenies. Huggies. Hug, they come in a little barrel with an aluminum peel cap. Oh, I and love those. My mom would never let me have them. And then oh, when I yeah. got to be an adult, because I remember the taste. The taste is pure chemicals and sugar. It's disgusting. Like, if we tested that now, they'd be like, dude, this is the reason yeah. for autism. This, one, <laughs> this causes 100%. I was never able to have that stuff either, but every now and then I would. I remember my mom would pack me these great lunches, and then I would always trade. This kid would come with, like, Doritos in like a dirty plastic bag and I would always trade one of my snacks. I'd be like, come on, dude, just trade me the Doritos. Were you not allowed to have sugar cereal? Uh, no, my mom would uh, sometimes, but not really. Like we weren't like a, my mom, no Fruit Loops, none of that shit in the house. If, we would if, have like Cheerios. If you were a rich kid, I always said that rich kids growing up, they didn't have TVs in their rooms. Their parents cared about their sugar intake and they went skiing as a family. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, Yeah. I did none of that. <laughs> I did all of it. Because um, I always said, like, the TV in the room is just them. Like, you're like, Mom, but can we go on a skiing trip? You can watch skiing up in your room. Now finish your Fruit Loops. <laughs> oh, man. Do you do that as a bit? You should. I, I should? Don't. Yeah, that's no, funny, I, I just always said that. I like that. That's a funny bit. Um, dude, I want to hear, I want to hear, uh, you brought up your dad before. And I've heard you tell your stories about your dad just when we're hanging out. I, I want to hear some crazy Stories now, let me dad. guess. Do you, do you have a young dad, young young parents, younger? Younger parents, yeah. I think my dad had me when he was like 30, and I'm their last one. His last oh, one. okay, oh, but okay. he's not super – he wasn't like, you know, high school yeah. dad. He wasn't like a 16-year-old, or was he no, with the first I mean, my couple? mom was was an 18-year-old mom, but okay. not with him, oh, with wow. a different dude. My yeah, mom's that's... not a fucking slut, dude. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about my mom, bro? <laughs> <laughs> she's, no, she's a, she's a good, wholesome it. woman. My mom's amazing. Uh, but my dad, I, well, I was, I was just telling somebody this story. I remember I was, I told this on a date, which I think is a problem. I got to stop telling my dad stories on a date. Cause I'm okay with it. They think <laughs> I have, a, they think I have like a problem, you know, when I'm like, oh, yeah, I, you got to hide the family till much later. If I you're know. serious about her. It's like, oh, I know what crack smells like. I remember coming up. Well, nope, never mind. Okay. No, nope. dude, you're just trauma dumping on first dates. Yeah. But I don't mean to, because I think it's, I tell it on, I tell the shit on stage. Yeah. 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 But I, I remember my dad woke me up hammered drunk one time at like 9 a.m. And he goes, kid, I'm seven. He's like, kid, we're going to get your brother a gift for his birthday. We'll get you something small. And then we're going to get me my first tattoo. So we go to the first tattoo shop. They won't give it to him because he's too drunk. And my dad knew the guy, so he starts yelling at him. He's like, dude, I helped you put on your deck last year for almost nothing. <laughs> and you're not going to help me out and get me a tattoo. So we're driving to the next place, and he's like, Ray, you get to pick my tattoo. Because he didn't even know what he wanted. He just know he woke up drunk. Dude. He, he, he came home drunk at 9 a.m. and just <sighs> knew he wanted a tattoo. <laughs> so we break down in the shady side area of Pittsburgh. Instead of him, like, thinking of a way to get him and his young son out of this area, he goes into a bar and orders a drink, orders me, like, a pop or something, and then uh, asks the bartender where the closest tattoo shop is. Because he is on a mission, and he is finishing the mission. So we end up at the second tattoo shop, and they finally give him, you know, the tattoo. Did I you pick it? Yeah, I did. Till this day, my dad has the, like, purple and green Batman Forever bat symbol <laughs> on his shoulder. It's like a super effeminate tattoo and then his dad had to pick this 30 year 30 some oh. year old man up with his young son 
He's drunk, has a new tattoo. Because he's too drunk to drive or because of the tattoo? Because the car broke the down. the car broke down. Oh, shit. That's yeah. so No, my dad funny. was never too drunk to drive. Oh. <laughs> I, remember, I remember one time, pissed drunk, because he, he lived in Kentucky most of my life. He uh, drove from Pittsburgh after partying all the way to Kentucky. Dude, that's crazy. Six hour drunk drive. That's a far so your dad, drive. Your dude. dad, you grew up in Pittsburgh, but he didn't. He didn't live in Pittsburgh. He moved out of Pittsburgh when I was thirteen and lived there till to Kentucky and lived there till I was twenty seven. Oh wow! I don't know. When I've ever visited Pittsburgh, it does seem like a dr- like a drinking town. Something about it, right? Just when yeah. I I don't drink anymore, but I rolled uh, in. I'm like, have you seen a Steelers game? Have you seen a Steelers game? I seen their menu at one of the. the you probably know this place. It's kind of. I've done a bunch of shows there for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and it's a late night spot. It's a diner, but it's like famous. And they make like the famous sandwich you guys are into. What's on it? Like fries? Oh, for Manny Brothers. Yeah, I think it's that Ooh. place. And when I seen the menu, you're like, dude, this is an alcoholic menu. Everything is heavy, greasy. It's like perfect drunk food. Well, at Primani Brothers, their they're one sandwich, the Pittsburgher, it always says our number two bestseller because the number one is Iron City beer. Oh. <laughs> like that's, like their, that's like their little like inside joke. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, no, it's definitely a town of... I used to do shows. I knew a kid, um, not well, but I knew him. I was cool with him, and he would always put us on Stupia. Alex DePula. Yeah, I can never pronounce that name right. But uh, Kerrigan, Kerrigan uh, his thing is he'll, he'll meet people, and he'll just get like almost the name no people for years and he'll have almost the name but he never nails it dude it runs it runs i I think it runs a little bit because i'm irish but it runs heavily on with my dad as well and i'll tell my we have a neighbor he's from when i grew up in the city he was uh he's from ireland but he's from like the mountain so he Mm -hmm. speaks gaelic you know what i mean so he'd always be coming up it was kind of like wilson you know that show boy meets world where they have the fence it was just like that except for he was on a hill so he'd be coming out and he'd start talking Gaelic to me. Okay. Of course, I'm a four-year-old American. I don't speak Gaelic. <laughs> but uh, then my dad would come out and they would talk Gaelic. And uh, Dude, I don't think you can say that word anymore. Of course you can. And um, <laughs> my dad called his wife, who, he, who was from Ireland too, that my parents are from Ireland. He called her the wrong name her whole life, and they never corrected him. Sweet. Her name was Julie, and he called her Judy. But that's like the Irish way. Like, they will never... Correct that. You know, like right away, if I was calling your girlfriend the wrong name, you're like, oh, Mike, you know, my girlfriend's name is this. Like, I think if they did that to my dad, you go, yeah, 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 I know her name. It's Judy. Like, he decided <laughs> it was Judy. His friend never corrected him. She never corrected him. And I didn't even know her real name till like two Until years ago. the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Irish just bury everything down. Oh, yeah. And keep burying and burying it. And then one day, they just die. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the end of it. That's the first time you learned the name was at the funeral. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Oh, her name was actually Julie. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I introduced you guys, like, three of my friends, yeah. my dad's not even going to make the effort. <laughs> you know, if he gets it or he'll have a name for you. You know who does that to me, too? He'd, call, he'd be like, oh, that's the Longfellow. He'd be like, that's a, that long frigger or something, you know? He'd always have, like, a, a like, nickname. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Dude, Dom does that, too. What? Our, our actually, next week's guest, Dom Leonelli. Oh, Dom doesn't know my name. He... Every time he brings me on stage, he goes, how do you, I've known Dom now for like two or three years. And he goes, it's uh, Krasinski. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, Dom, it's Krasinski. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. We're going to do a test. We got Dom coming on soon. So we're going to, I'm going to like, we'll put him on the spot. Don't tell him. (laughs) And we're just going to ask him his name. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Like, hey. What's his last name? <laughs> oh, ask him first. Your, last now, name. your name threw me off a couple times because whatever it is, when I see a Z, like, I'm just not used to it. I can't, like, deal with it. Oh, everybody gets thrown off. Yeah. Z. That's, there's a reason why we split up the intros to this podcast as I intro, Karakin does the pitch, and then I intro the guest. Yeah. There's a back and forth that is planned, and specifically it ends with me introducing the guest. Well, are you, are you this way because you have a Polish last name? where you are pretty good at pronouncing other people's because you kind of take the effort because how much yeah. yours gets fucked up. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. I, I My name isn't bad. It's pretty phonetic. Krasinski. So is mine. But like, well, yours is okay. The, the Z does. I've never heard. Wad. Neat. I yeah. never have heard your name. But yeah, there's not many of us. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a fucking dying breed. Well, with all the drinking that's going on here. <laughs> well, my th- sister-in-law's maiden name is a is a tough Polish name, too. What is it? Netkaniec. Holy shit! And yeah. it's 
it's a tough one. It took me a long while, a long time to learn how to say it. you went, you know, when I actually had to really buckle down and like learn how to say it, like I practiced it was before I had to give a speech at their wedding. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's when I had to really buckle down. But dude, that's, I, I was practicing it in front of the mirror. Yeah. Nikanyets. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of what America is based on. Like people came here with their real names. They came to Ellis Island. They're like, wrong. Your new name is like Smith or they do just <laughs> cut it down to some like Americanized. Well, I think, I think mine's a Wadniski or it was originally. Oh, there was oh, more to this. Yeah. And they cut it off. Thank God. Are you guys yeah. old school? Are you guys like, uh, did you guys come on a ship? Are you guys newer or older? We're, we've, we've been here forever. For like 10. You guys have been here like true. Yeah. Like, like, like my grandfather's parents were born here. Oh, okay. Well, that's not grandfather's parents. Maybe even his, their parents. Okay. So like maybe like 1800s? Yeah, we're pretty deep-rooted. Interesting. Do you think that it disappoints your ancestors that you're not further along? No, no, we're Polish, dude. And we're we're doing, Hey, we're doing pretty fucking good, man. <laughs> I always think about, you ever meet someone who's got family roots back to like, you know, like the 1600s and they're poor? It's <laughs> like, hey, man, why didn't somebody figure this out by now? You've been here for 400 years? Your family has had a lineage in America for 400 years. You couldn't buy a little land or something. You can't get your shit together. You, you've What's been going in, on? You've been in the league since the Super Bowl era and haven't even made the playoffs? Crazy. Crazy. I, my, my grandfather is, is my only grandparent left, and he's like 86. He's, he's the Zawadni. He's, he's the Zawadni. He's like the, you know, the patriarch of, of my family. And out of all my grandparents, he is the one that was a... Hard drinking alcoholic into his seventies. He was out partying. You know, does he still drink? No, no, he he doesn't drink anymore. Gave it up, but he's still like, he's still pretty coherent. He's like a staunch liberal, which is wild. Mike would love him. Um, At eighty six, too. Eighty six, like he watches all like free speech TV. He watches all these like Young Turks and that type of stuff. Dude, he like he like hates he hates Trump. And it's so weird to hear him say that. Like he's like he's like worried about climate change. I'm like, dude, you got two years tops. <laughs> you worry about climate change for Ron? Oh, uh, you know now with the the way people live, you could you could live until 105. You don't know. Not the Wadneys were not built that way. <laughs> it's a miracle we lived to 86. Dude, you know, I just actually, while we were talking, I thought of this the craziest blackout story I've ever heard. This is off topic, but going back to what we were talking about earlier. Craziest blackout story I ever heard. And it scared the crap out of me because I was in college and I think I had just like blacked out for like the first or second time. So I, like I wasn't really blacking out. I started blacking out. I lost some weight between freshman and sophomore year and then junior, uh, sophomore and junior year. I like lost more weight. So then, then I was drinking the same amount and I would black out and it didn't really bother me. You were partying like a fat guy. Exactly. Yeah. I was drinking the same amount that I was drinking when I was like 240, and now I'm sitting at like 185, and my lightest, my lightest ever was like 185. In you you can't, you can't, you can't fight in the heavyweight class when you're that light. Dude, I was fighting hard for loco <laughs> shots. It was not good. But the the craziest story that I ever heard of blacking out was I went to school at Siena, uh, Siena College. It's in upstate New York, Albany, right outside, and there was a senior. Uh, friends with uh, rugby players because I played rugby. And one night he's drinking. Friday night he's drinking in Albany, having a party. He blacks out. Saturday morning he wakes up in his childhood bedroom on Long Island. How'd he get there? He blacked out and drove home. Oh, that's dude. a three-hour ride. That's, that's two bridges, multiple tolls. Like he was blacked out, drove home, woke up. Totally fine. That scared the crap out of me. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that shit's scary. Can you imagine that? I, I've, I've done it like, you know, like 30-minute drives, but never like that. <laughs> Dude, three-hour drive. That's too much. You know I, rem- who, what you I remember one time me and my buddy Mitch, who I mentioned, were driving back from a strip club, and I was drunk. And at one point, he turns the radio down, and I don't know this story. He remembers this. He said, I just went, woof. Glad you did that, man. He's like, why? I was like, fell asleep. <laughs> he was like, you want to pull over? Want to get a coffee? I was yeah. like, no, nah, we got we got like four oh, minutes. To oh, man. God, dude. Dude, you know who I bet you has great blackout stories? Hunter Biden. Bro. <laughs> no, because I've heard some of them just from this like. This is the, almost becoming a segment, right? I, love, I don't know. Dude, I'm, I'm going to miss the kid. I'll be honest with you. But his some of his blackout stories, so I'd be like partying in Asia. And I, uh, he'll just, 
leave a car like in the middle of a like running in traffic like for whatever reason and then like you know because when you're that kid like the cia is like you know they're running around we gotta cover up for this guy like oh sorry guys he just left this car running he had to chase some prostitute down oh i'd love if i had a permanent cleaner Oh, imagine, imagine how much trouble you, if you had cleaners like that, just following you around. They're like, Ray did nothing wrong tonight. They're like, holding like a, a gun to like the bar owner's Dude, what, head. He's what crying. kind of declassified documents are going to come out in like 25 years about what he was actually up to? Oh, this Probably is, crazy stuff. This is a weird thing that I never did because I didn't go to like a college, but you guys were both, you, you okay. college guys? Yeah. Did you guys? He went um, to West Virginia. Oh, we got, we should get into stories about The number one yeah, party buddy, school in the nation. He would, he would, one of their like, it was like, not like a rite of passage, but it was a thing they used to do. Yeah. Where they would be at this one like shithole bar. That's like the, you know, where you go to get the cheap beer and they would pee at the bar. A lot of people did you get, Yeah. I feel like it was a white guy college Wait, thing. What do you mean? I, they would be like ordering drinks, drinking, talking to the bartender and be urinating. Like. You're not allowed to do it, but you just do it. You're peeing on the oh, bar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they would pee, they would pee right at the bar. They, would just yeah. they were, like told me, and they always thought it was so funny. And I'm like, that is <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Yeah, and funny. you're going there tomorrow night again. I, yeah, people used to piss on like the dance floor. They would go in the corner and pee in the dance floor corner. Yeah, I was, never did that. You know what we would do is me and Jake would smoke. In the in, in the, the bar. bar. Yeah, uh-huh. we would like smoke joints. Like we know when the, in the da- we'd be on the dance floor like smoking joints or cigarettes. We thought that was cool. But peeing was like. I got I got kicked out of a bar in West Virginia because I was waiting in line to go to the bathroom. There was like a line for it and there was a trash can. So I just pissed into the trash can and they kicked me out and I go home because I lived kind of close to this bar and I just changed and I tried to come back in, but they all knew me. Like <laughs> that, I got wasn't like a, a, that wasn't a bad idea though. It's pretty good. It's I didn't pretty think smart. So. I had like a hat and a hoodie on and they were like, Ray, we just kicked you out. I was like <laughs> What? Did they know your name? That makes it so much more funny that they call you Ray. I was like, what? Dude, you should have. And I mean, I'm not, you should have came back just for kicks in blackface. <laughs> and as you're being, as you're being arrested on the scene, they're like, they're like, Ray, what were you thinking? Buddy, that was 2009. Oh that could have happened. You could have got away no. with it. Yeah. I remember there was, a, there was a kid in college who did blackface, uh, super, super liberal now. And uh, <laughs> people don't forget. <laughs> I still remember. He did, you know what he did? He dressed up as um, from Tropic Thunder. Oh, no. <sighs> yeah, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. in blackface for Halloween. And then, like, went to the bars and was, like, showing his ID and, like, wasn't able to get into bars because they were, like. Because they didn't let black people in the bars. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, this isn't you. Oh man! It's like I'm in costume. <laughs> How, oh. Did did Robert Downey Jr. I feel like he's Teflon from that role. That was one of those things that if you look at the timing, he shouldn't have got away with that, but somehow he did. Yeah, yeah. They they he he's talked a lot about it, and like people have talked a lot about it, and they because it, I guess it's just like a parody or like a, a, a social criticism on. Well, I get, I get that, but yeah. the people that attack people for those reasons don't think about things like that. Don't think about context. No. People tried to go at him, and a bunch of people came out and supported, and they were like, no, this is absolutely... I think Jamie Foxx supported him, was like, this is totally fine. Well, fucking Jimmy Kimmel was like apologizing for something that happened in 2000 when he was Carl Malone blackface. Oh, yeah, man. but I think, I think in Jimmy's case, like he went so super woke liberal that... I was like down for them going after him because oh, yeah. he would if he wasn't. Dude, he had here, the man show. I he mean, would that's go crazy. after you. Yeah, that's what I mean. He would go after someone else if he hadn't done that. And he had a Christmas album, which people forget about, where he's repeatedly dropping the n bomb. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's a Christmas rap album. And Dylan, let's play it. Yeah, <laughs> let me cue up the rap. Let me see if I can find it. This is why we need a producer. Bells will be ringing. <laughs> It's just like, that's not even necessary. And then I have no problem with what Jimmy used to do. I just don't like the stance he took later, considering where he came from as well. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Same with with Amy Schumer. Like, if you go back and listen to Amy Schumer, she was raw. She was a raw, edgy comic. She, again, N-word all over the place on Patrice (laughs) O'Neill, calling him a fat N-bomb this, N-bomb. And then, like, you know, a couple years later, she's trying to cancel people. People change, you know? People change, and they grow, and... We just have to, uh, you know, accept that and, uh, you know, encourage growth because that's uh, what we do on this podcast, Troublemakers, is we build people up. That's oh, like that's, that, that's straight therapy talk right there. <laughs> it's just all bullshit, growing, changing. That's not court-ordered therapy. You know? <laughs> that's, that's $200 an hour therapy, okay? <laughs> oh, not man. covered by insurance. Mm. You'd be oh, better man. off throwing me in a cell. That'll change your life. You ever been thrown in a cell? Um, just like a drunk tank. Yeah, I've been in a... 
I was only in in a cell once here in New York with with uh, two repeat crack offenders going to Rikers, and that's what they were talking. I, I was like certain they were. Gonna what were they group. saying? Were you talking to them, dude? It was a nightmare. Nightmare. Guys just has his head down. He goes, "Yeah, couple hours, you're gonna be back on the streets. I'm gonna be in Rikers. Yep, that's just the way." So I'm like getting ready. I'm like, "This guy's gonna swing on me soon." And uh, either that, or it was a scared straight thing that I didn't know about because like I, they caught me for weed like a week before it was legal. Yeah. And I remember going to guy. I'm like, dude, are you sure this is the right thing to do? And like we argued about it, and then he threw me in with those two guys, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> First thing, they're like, hey, do you got a cigarette? I'm like, no. They're like, do you have a lighter? I'm like, no. <laughs> I should have taken my thing. If I could do it again is the thing you do is power move. You walk in, take a dump right in the toilet. Eye <laughs> contact. Like, what? What's up? I thought you were going to say just start whipping their ass. Oh, man. <laughs> you got to do something. Dude, do something. take a dump. Taking a dump, just being like, and just maintaining eye contact, smoking a cigarette. That might be the move. That yeah. one silver toilet they got in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the taking the shit is is also a move where you're like, oh, I've been here, done this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't fuck exactly. with me. I, this is my toilet. You think I have a shy colon, bro? I've been here before. I'm taking a shit right in front of you. Yeah. Giving yourself a heart attack trying to push it out? I mean, <laughs> come on. Oh, man. That was, oh, God. I couldn't shit around strangers. No? Like that, no. Um, what kind of, uh, do you have any other fun stories from West Virginia? I have a... Uh, My brother went there. We've talked about this. I know. It's, we, were, we were there together at one point, right? Yeah, I went to uh, his I was 07 to 11. And he was uh, probably... I think he graduated 14. Okay, so yeah, yeah. he was there. He was uh, probably a freshman when I was a senior. I went down to visit him. My uh, His senior year, they, I went to the Texas-West Virginia football game, the one like Matthew McConaughey was in Morgantown and like, you know, rolling around and there was all these whispers. Dude, my brother has a photo of me. We were partying in one of, for people who don't know, down there, they just tailgate, but they rent out all the parking lots for all the businesses. It's very cool. So people just roll up. That's a nice ice clink. Sorry. I like that. No, please, <clears throat> keep doing it. Um they uh, rent it all out. So we like, they rent a spot. We go and we're tailgating. This frat pulls in next to us and they have like, it must've been 230s in the back of this pickup truck, right? And we're hanging out. My brother has a picture of me like before the game at like seven o'clock, six o'clock. It's dark out. And I'm literally, I made friends with these frat guys and I'm sitting on the hood like on the top part of their pickup truck with two beers in a hand. My brother's like 30 yards away and he like snaps his picture of me and I'm like, yo, <laughs> it was so fun, dude. It was so great. Uh, the tailgates were the best. Oh, so they were, they were like 12 hour tailgates. I, I remember uh, WVU played Pitt in the backyard brawl. It was like the big game, mm. the big rivalry. And it was to go to the national championship of West Virginia one. And I started tailgating for an eight o'clock game at like 11 a.m. And I somehow got a ticket from my girlfriend's mom because they were really hard to get. But I got so drunk that I must have been spilling beer on myself all night that my ticket deteriorated in my pocket. I no longer had a ticket. So I'm, like, still trying to get into the game. And, like, I'm walking. I'm so drunk, borderline blacked out. And I keep bumping this dude in front of me, another West Virginia fan. And he finally goes, like, motherfucker, swings an elbow back at me, busts me in the face. Oh. So I just start hammering, punching him in the back of his head and just, like, fucking wailing on this dude. Bunch of people surround us. I cut around, like, it, like, it, like, created a diversion. Yeah. And I jump over the turnstile to, like, one of the empty turnstiles to get into the game. And I, I, I'm like, yo, I'm free, I'm free. And then I hear, Ray? I turn around, it's this dude, Mike Coachman, that I knew from, like, my neighborhood in Pittsburgh. He was working the gate. I hadn't seen him in years. He went to, like, Bethany College, but he yeah, worked yeah, there. Yeah. That was his side job. And I was like, Mike? He's like, yeah, go, go, get the fuck in there. Go, go, go get in there. <laughs> and, and I got in, and I, I finally meet back up with my girlfriend, and my nose is bleeding. And she's like, oh, how did you get in? Because she was so mad at me because I lost my ticket. And, and I made it there, and I watched West Virginia oh. squander their chances at the national championship. Pitt won? Yeah, Pitt was like As Ray's going in, there's like two and ten. chasing him. Jesus. Yeah, are you, are you meeting the parents at this game, too? Or the mom I, just I've got known them for, She was my high school oh. sweetheart. Oh, what damn. a nightmare. Just just like, oh, Ray was, um, <laughs> you know, he had a little issue. Uh, he, he's not going to make it to the game. The mom's like, oh, is everything okay? All of a sudden, you just show, I'm here. Just blood coming out of your face, dude. Well, oh we were in the student section, God. so I didn't have to see your parents with blood. Oh, man. And that was the first time I ever called a woman a cunt to her face. Yikes. Your girl? No, no, not my girl. <laughs> some some chick was trying to fight with my girl, oh, arguing yeah. with her. And I said, Joe, why don't you? I was like, get out of here, you fucking cunt. 
and she walks away and then her boyfriend uh, rolls up on me and he's like, yo, did you just say that to my girlfriend? And I was like, oh, no, wait, was it your girlfriend that was being the fucking cunt? <laughs> and we're like, the event staff comes in between us and they throw him out, not the dude with the fucking was beer spilled bleeding? all over him, blood on my nose. Blood on his shirt. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that was a wild place. I loved it there. I'd love to go back. Me too. I just, I mean, I don't use my degree. I'm in crazy oh, amounts yeah. of debt. I'm way more overweight than I would have been if I hadn't went there. But do you think you do you blame West Virginia for your? I blame everybody but myself, Dylan. Hey, yeah, you yeah. know what, Ray? Don't you look great? Don't don't you know? Depending on which camera is on you right now, you look great. <laughs> I don't look great. I don't look too bad. Oh man, there's a reason. Hey, listen, everybody looks better at the table, much better than on the couch. We've talked about this. Everybody looks good at the table. Oh, I'm, I was slumped on the couch. Yeah, dude. Everybody's yeah. everybody's chins are tucked in here. Everybody's looking Gaunt. lean and looking. Yeah, dude. It looks like I haven't eaten in weeks. I, I didn't eat for weeks because I knew I was doing this with you guys. So this is the fattest so I've ever been in my life. Shoot, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, f- <laughs> I feel overweight. So you, did you guys ever sneak into concerts? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. You ever no. been to Great Woods in Boston? I don't know what they call it now. The Tweeter Center or something? Oh, the one that's like out in like Western Mass? It's no, it's in uh, Mansfield, Mass. Yes, yeah, yeah it's called uh, like the Xfinity Center now. They change okay. it like every year to a new bank. It used to be Great Woods for like you know thirty years. We used to sneak in every weekend. We knew this way to sneak in. Yeah. Sometimes we wouldn't even know who's playing till we got in there. And the thing is, you could bring your beers in, dude. We'd have a bag of beers in a concert, and you know how the beers are—they're like eight bucks, or now probably like thirteen. So one time we're sneaking in, and you got to go through this fence, and then there's a hill, and you always we always take a break and smoke a buck because it's pretty high hill. So what you did is there was a gate and you just had to bend it like half an inch or not at all. I could just sneak through it. So yeah. we're smoking our butts. We got in. We're catching our breath because you got to do the next, the actual into the concert and you want to be ready. And uh, we watched this guy and he's bringing his girlfriend up. Oh, God. And she's big. <laughs> and we're looking and we go, what's he doing? Dude, you can't. What, what? He's not going to try to get her in through the gate. And oh, like, God. we're just trying to figure. We're like, what's his plan? Oh, no. So this guy, and he doesn't know we're watching. We go, no, no way. He gets down. She, he puts her into the, the gate. Dude, it's not even close. It's not even close. And he, he's squeezing his girlfriend, and she's screaming in pain. <laughs> ah! And this guy, tried to, he tried to squeeze his girlfriend through the fence. Didn't work. And I just remember looking. I'm like, dude, I felt so bad for that girl. What a cheap skate. You know what I mean? She was a big girl, and he's, it was like, like a, trying to push a hog through. Oh, man. I'll never forget it. Just because he had no clue. You couldn't see us in the grass. We're smoking and we're just like, this is romance now? This is love? Oh, he's pushing a hog through. Oh, it was, it was such a, I felt so bad, but it was so funny. Like fucking Kerrigan doing the screams. Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike being the nice guy being like, yeah, you know when you go to a farm and you watch a farmer push the fat cow into the gates? That's like what we were watching. And I was like, I'm the good guy here. Yeah. Unbelievable. Smoking a butt, not helping. Oh, dude, what were we going to do? There was no way she was getting through that gate. Hey, buddy, you need some grease. Just <laughs> grease her sides up, pushing her through the gate. Wait, so she didn't get through? No, she didn't get through. We went in. Um, you guys ever do this when a, when like the when the bar would close or if you're at a concert, um, they had like a beer station, like a side beer station to like overhaul, yeah. you know, for like the overflow. Mm-hmm. And after they turn the kegs off, there's a lot of tubes back there. It's all filled with beer. So we would always, like, fill up. You know what I mean? You'd get, like, dude, you could get up to 10 beers. You ever do that shit? No. You ever? <laughs> no, no, I never did that. You ever fill your beer? This is one thing. Uh, you ever go to Mary Ann's in Boston? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm at Mary Ann's, real young. It's closed for the night. I'm shit-tanked, and I start filling beers, you know, through the tap. And I'm like, no, it's all good. And then I start, like, handing <laughs> beers out. And the, this goon comes from behind, no talk. They didn't talk. They didn't tap. Just grabs me by the back of the shirt. You know what I mean? Picks me up like a squirrel and then just hums me up in the air. And I remember... I I love how normally you'll say like, hey, did you ever do that? Like it's going to be something (laughs) Monday. Hey, did you ever just steal a bunch of beer? Hey. (laughs) If you're from that area, everyone's done that. Oh, God, that's so funny. Dude, we we talked about this on the pod yesterday. That'll come out after this. But a buddy of mine hit me up on Instagram. I posted a clip of Kerrigan and... uh, this guy who I knew from college, and he goes, hey, who is this guy? And I was like, oh, that's my buddy Kerrigan. We do a pod together. He goes, dude, 
I'm pretty sure I saw this guy on the bus talking to a homeless person. <laughs> I was. I, she wasn't necessarily, I don't know if she had a home or not, um, but I don't know which kid he was. Where was he sitting? Was he the kid I was talking? I was talking to another he kid goes, too. He goes, all I heard her, all I heard him saying, he's talking to this homeless person, and I heard him mention that he was a comedian. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about like the banking system, like loudly on a bus, and uh, some lady was like a mom beside us, and I look over like a put together mom, like an old school mom, not Real like these put new. Together. And I look over, and she, and I, I'm like, is she brown banging it? And she's drinking a beer, and then she got into the conversation. So it's me, the homeless lady, her. We're talking about like the banks. If, if anybody ever asked me to describe Mike Kerrigan, I think I would just tell that story. You know, he's, he's the guy you'll see on the bus just talking to a homeless lady about the banking system. Chumming it up with the regulars. Oh. Yeah, he goes, he goes, what was the lady's pitch? She goes, I don't trust the banks. I'm cash only. Yeah, cash only, which I love. I love that, that style. It's all under the mattress. Oh, man. Oh, man. At the bottom of the shopping cart, you know? The bus, man. The bus is the worst, isn't it? <laughs> Even if I'm going in the right the, the right way on the bus, I feel like it's the wrong direction in life. You ever feel that? You ever been sitting on the bus as an adult and you're like, dude, I thought the bus was over when I was a kid. I was like, when I'm an adult, I'll never be on one of these again. Yeah, no, I've ridden the bus a few times. I don't pay for it, but I ride. Yeah, it. you're on. You're doing the shuttle buses. No, the no, the I've done the bus. I just walk on and pretend to tap my car. You don't have to pay to for the bus in New York City. Oh, it's really? Amazing. You used you used to. No, the, I mean you're supposed to. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just like pretend to tap and walk in the back. They don't care. They're not coming out from behind their plexiglass. I, I hate the show. I kind of want to start jumping turnstiles more. That's what I've been doing. I've been doing it for months. Seen a big guy, not fat at all, big tall kid yesterday. I think he went for the jump. The bu- you know the doors were open. Went for the jump. Totally caught his legs, just Ooh. total wipeout. It's a brutal wipeout. It's embarrassing, too. Yeah. People oh, it's watch real you. Yeah. If you don't catch it right and you just clip it and it turns back on you. See, my roommate used yeah. to, he was a, he used to do it quite a bit. He doesn't do any jumping. There's a little technique. I don't know if you have oh, to be pull small. back, slide through. It's like the, yeah, it's like a little angle thing. I don't do that one. Yeah, that would be very difficult. Yeah. See, Ray as a jumper is I just so noticeable. You know what I mean? Because he's like over six feet tall. Well, the, the reason I don't do it as much of like a jump because I think that that's how you get broke. I think that's yeah, how yeah, you yeah. Trip. You just kind of got to do like almost like a dip. Yeah, you. I press. I push swing. my arms up. Yeah, yeah. And a swing, and then I get my left foot on the. You know when it's kind of just like slanted. There's a little. It's like a flat slant in and flat. Yeah. There's like a kick out on the yeah, turnstile. Yeah, that's how, how my roommate. Used to so work. I jump it, and oh, I no, just, no, I get my left foot to kind of like. I just jump it so I get my left foot on that little kick out, and then it guide me to the ground. I think I could probably do the, like, one leg over, next leg over, like... Uh, like yeah, you're tall enough. Like when Big Daddy Diesel was getting into you the wrestling You just got to put ring. the two arms... I've seen a girl do it, the best I've ever seen, maybe a ballerina. She had something going on, and she just put her two hands kind of on the thing and just put the legs over. You'd never know. She have a good body? She had this... Yeah, she was good looking. Smooth movement, though. Like Careful, don't watching. describe her too much. Ray's going to fall in love. I, I was a race. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you feeling? You got any more uh, things you want? We're almost at an hour, baby. And plug any, any comedy stuff you're doing. Plug the pod, everything. But yeah, yeah if you have any other uh, West Virginia stories or stories about your dad, we got time for like one or two more. We got time, we got time for one more? Oh, yeah, baby. We I, got, I, got, I got a good West Virginia story oh, yeah, of my, uh, I think it was the second or third. I can't remember. I I, I racked up a lot of underage drinkings and public urinations. Tickets, you're talking? Yeah. yeah. Really? I haven't paid some of the public urinations, so I better not piss in West Virginia anytime soon. You but probably got open warrants. You think so? Maybe. Call the police department down in West Virginia and be like, Hi, I have a friend. His name is Ray Zawadney. Is there an open warrant? I don't, ha- I don't think I have to sound like I'm from West Virginia. Uh, yeah, but, well, you I don't, don't want to sound like yourself because then they'll know. Hey there. <laughs> Hi there. My name is... Gray Dodney, uh, <laughs> my friend Ray Zawadney. Does he have any open warrants? They're just like Ray Zawadney's calling again with an alias. <laughs> uh, I I go. I we were partying all night. I have a friend visiting from Pittsburgh, and I like crank a right to take a piss down this alley, and I'm peeing. Right when I finish, I turn around, and there are three cops on me. <sighs> it was two dude oh. cops and a and a and a female cop, and I go. Uh, I was like, Hey, how you doing, officers? And the one dude's like, uh, so uh, you're uh, you're just going to the bathroom in an alley. Is that what we're doing? I was like, oh. 
that wasn't me. While there's just like pit rolling right past me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that wasn't me. He's like, yeah, it was you. We just watched you the whole time. I was like, that's a little weird that you just watched me pee. And he's going, oh, you know, you, you know, you can't, this, this isn't your playground. He's like, let me get your ID, this and that. And he's like, dude, he's being so mean and rough to me. Yeah. So I start getting mad and I'm so drunk. And I'm like, dude. I was, I was like, I was like, can she at least give me the ticket? Because I was, I was like, cause you're being, you're being so rude to me. I was like, I don't know why you're acting like this towards me. I was like, all I did was found a safe spot to go piss instead of going back into another bar and getting drunker than I already clearly am. I was like, I think you're doing the wrong thing. I was like, I think there's worse things going on. It gets to a point where me and him are arguing so bad that the other cops were kind of cool. They kind of like separated us instead of getting me in trouble. Cause I think that the, that the, that the lady get a little cop, bit of a trigger. Well, the lady cop, I think, was kind of like, okay, this is a little much. This dude was kind of doing the right thing. I was behind a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Like, I like went to a secret place to piss. It wasn't like I was walking up and down High sure. Street with my pecker out. And so I finally, like, you know, get my ticket, and I'm walking away sadly, and I walk down the, uh, down the alley, and my buddy's out there waiting, and he gets off the phone. He's like, dude, I thought we were done for. And I was like, what? What do you mean you thought we were done for? He's like, I thought that they were going to search you. I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, I don't have any drugs on me. And I 100% had drugs on me. Oh, dude. What did you have? The felony kind. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And there you are, like, face-to-face, like, arguing. And I didn't remember. Oh, my God. Dude, that actually, that may have somehow helped you in that situation. Like, if you had been, you never know. It depends on the cop. Sometimes you, if you're soft, the cop will be, you know, they'll search you and everything. They were like, maybe that helped you out that night. Maybe. Damn. Not I mean, remembering not, it was in my pocket. If yeah. I would have known it was in my pocket, I would have gone, oh, yeah, sorry, officer. I don't, exactly. I don't have cocaine on me. <laughs> what? <laughs> not what I would say as a lawyer. I'm like, and if you got coke on you, raise your voice. Raise your voice. <laughs> let him know. Put some bass in that shit. Though. Make it seem like you're going to throw a punch in any second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Get man. him uncomfortable. Do you ever burn a couch down in West Virginia? I burned a mattress when Ooh. we won the Big East tournament. Is yeah. that, is that that sounds like it's a thing. It's a tradition. Uh-huh. They like put it on the in the in the middle of the street and light a couch on fire. That and in trailer parks, that's the <laughs> thing. That's how you get rid of your furniture. I got an underage drinking there at one of the West Virginia games when I'm trying to walk in because the lady checked me and I was wearing cargo shorts, which were pretty cool back in the day. I used to wear them. And I had I had probably ten beers lined throughout my pockets. And she um she makes me throw them all the way, and then she starts writing me the citation. While she's writing me the citation, I start going back in the trash, and I'm picking <laughs> up my beers. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, well, if you're going to still write me the citation, don't you think I should get to keep my beers at least? And she was like, no, and like smacks them out of my hand. Also, super not rude. A, if none, none of them were open, I don't think she could hit you with a drinking, uh, public uh, underage drinking. <sighs> oh, I had one cracked, bro. Yeah, and he was oh, sneaking okay, them in. Of course, of course. Oh. Sneaking them in. Could be for friends. Could be, you know, you're just selling them. It was a couple also, of them were my all, all illegal things that you just added. He's like, no, wait, they're for my friends. Oh, my, my bad. Yeah, how bad of a prosecutor were yeah, you? Yeah. No, I'm, literally, if you get charged with the wrong crime, it doesn't matter. You could just be like, oh, this is the wrong crime. Get it dismissed. They might not issue it again. <clears throat> oh, good to know. Yeah. Where were you 15 years ago? <laughs> Somebody. I got it all locked down. Um, fuck, man. Yeah, that, dude, that was feeling good. Yeah, it was fun. It was a great episode. I like you guys. That was super fun. How do you feel about the table? You feeling good about it? I love the table. I think the new setup's great. This was also more fun because uh, now me and Kerrigan are buddies. Yeah. I barely knew him when we did the last yeah. one. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's I a good don't point. Even, I think I may have met you at Grove 34. Or maybe Where did I meet you first? I mean, it was kind Before of like every other time we were around each other. It was just kind of a, uh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Yeah, you know you know what it is? After, after the break of um, COVID, there's like, there's all these, what I thought, like new guys. Yeah. And then you're talking to them, they're like, I've been here for three years. There's that new weird thing, like, you see someone for the first time, and it's like, dude, they've been here for three years. Or I might have, I think I knew you, maybe have seen you before COVID. Met you, like, once, yeah. Yeah, like, like in passing at the pair. Yeah. And now it's like, that time period, I'm still, like, kind of screwed up by that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like we should just deduct those years off our ages and everything, <laughs> in my case. Very possible. I've been doing it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm going uh-huh. around telling people I'm 29. You kidding and me? And you, you got here, what, a year before COVID? Six months before COVID. Oh, there was a ton of people that did that. I felt so yeah. bad for oh, those yeah, guys. I was here, like, literally. You couldn't have came at, a like. Month. Yeah, I didn't care. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. You got to live life and learn and live live on. Collected a bunch of money off of unemployment. Oh, yeah. How do you think we paid for the podcast? Equipment? I fucking loved COVID. <laughs> it's pretty great. It was. Spent I, a lot I, of time I, with my family. I spent a lot of time thing. with my, my nieces. Did you really? My niece. Yeah. 
I well, your COVID sucked. I just watched a ton of movies. And Dude, yeah. I had to. I, if I hadn't worked, though, I got I had all a the bunch free of, vaccinations. I and, couldn't uh, have took it. My, like, we, had, we live in a, kind of a, a dumpy place, so my roommates are all there. I had to go to work, you know what I mean, get out of the house. I actually just got boosted before I came here. Yeah. Again? What do you want? Four or five? He gets, he gets a booster every, Eight. every Eight. week. There you go. Once yeah. a week. I, I think they it. just, someone who just got like, they just got like CDC guy, he just got like bad COVID. He's on his like 10th <laughs> booster. It's totally useless. Uh, on that, dude, uh, give them your plugs. Tell them where they can see you. Point there, point there. Uh, you can catch me on all social media at Raby Killing Them. Uh, you can catch me uh, every week, every Thursday on the Brand New Jerks podcast that I do with my buddy Sean Donnelly. Great pod, baby. Uh, that's that's everywhere. That's your Spotify, uh, Apple. I mean, if you don't know how to find a fucking podcast by now. Yeah. What TikTok everywhere. Very Kerrigan attitude with uh, <laughs> trying to find a podcast. Good that's move. Brand New Jerks. Go listen, baby. Thank you, guys. Michael, All right. Give it to him. Mike T. Kerrigan, Instagram. Hit me up. Dylan Krasinski on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and Troublemakers on YouTube, Troublemakers underscore podcast on Instagram, and Troublemakers podcast on TikTok. That is it, guys. We will see you next week. Go follow Ray. Have a good night, baby. Mm.